I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. Today we're gonna be talking about exercise. I usually talk about chemistry and nutrition. Today we're gonna talk about keeping your body in motion because smoking was the big thing we had to deal with years ago. Now it's exercise. Sitting too much is the new smoking. And this is an interesting twist because I've talked a lot about nutrition. Now when it comes to health, Nutrition is gonna be key, but the body has to be in motion. We're gonna talk about what that means. Now, as a chiropractor, our job is to make sure all the joints are moving the best they can. But the way they move is by the muscles moving them. Bones can't move by themselves. So you have to have those muscles moving the bones. So it's really important from a structural standpoint that the body stays in motion. Now, the more time you spend sitting, the shorter and less healthy your life is gonna end up being. Now, that's a consensus among a bunch of researchers, not just me. Even the World Health Organization now lists inactivity as the fourth biggest killer among adults worldwide. Now, this is scary because years ago, this was not even an issue. Everyone moved. Everybody worked. I remember seeing a picture of my father. Uh, as a, I guess I was in my 20s. There's was a picture of this guy on the beach, and he had a bathing suit on. He had ripped muscles and flat abs and really handsome fella. And I said to my mother, oh, mom, who's that? And she goes, that's your father. And I said, really? And as he got older, he still had a great shape. Even when he passed away, he still, you could see his muscles. My grandfather, my mother's father, same thing. Even when he passed away, he still had muscles. And this generation isn't doing it like, we, like that, fa- that re- generation did. They didn't move. I remember when I was in high school and I would go to work out. I was a football player, hockey player, and I'd go, I'd go to my uncle's house and we'd lift weights together. And my mother's father, my grandfather, joked and said, "Ugh, you want muscles? Here's a shovel. Go dig a hole. And that was a profound statement. Here's a shovel, go dig a hole. Because when you're at the gym and you're using your pecs, or you're working out your biceps, your triceps, whatever it is, you're not using all your muscles. You're isolating. So real work requires real muscles, all the muscles. And that's what's important. Because when it comes to working out, let's assume you work out just your pecs. Well, that's gonna throw your back muscles off. You have to work out both sides of the body in order to have balance. Most people don't do that. Most people say, I want big pecs, I want big biceps, I want a flat stomach. Well, what about your quadratus lumborum, okay? Or or your uh, your muscles in between your ribs. There's even ways you can work those muscles. And so there are exercises you can do to keep the body balanced, but the key is this. The number one exercise you can do is just being in motion. And when you're in motion, a lot of things happen. We're gonna talk about that today. So responsible for about 9% of premature deaths around the world, that's the fourth largest killer. And in fact, medical literature now contains over 10,000 studies showing that frequent prolonged sitting, how many people do that? At work, commuting, watching TV at night, it significantly impacts your cardiovascular and your metabolic function. What's your metabolic function? The cells have to bring nutrients in, they have to pass uh, waste products out, they have to utilize and metabolize nutrients. So cell function is reliant on your body staying in motion. So for example, 2012, there was a meta-analysis. A meta-analysis is when a researcher looks at a bunch of other research and puts it all together to say, this is the consensus. The meta-analysis found that those who sat the longest period of time on a daily basis were twice as likely 
to have diabetes or heart disease compared to those people who sat the least. Now, this is great importance because finding that prolonged sitting is an independent risk, risk factor for poor health and early death makes this something you need to take notice of. Studies have shown risks apply even if you're fit and maintain a regular workout schedule. Back up a second. How many people work out and they say, I worked out today, and then they sit the rest of the day? It's going to negate your workouts from a health standpoint if you're sitting all day and just working out periodically. Now, gym rats, those are those people that work out all the time, aren't exempt from the problem. Uh, an hour of exercise here and there is important. Even if it's vigorous, it cannot counteract, counteract the harm incurred during long hours of sitting. So for example, a recent study found six hours of uninterrupted sitting effectively counteracted the positive health benefits of one hour of exercise. So you sit at your desk all day, okay? And then you get up and you go to the gym at night, you work out for an hour, you say, oh my gosh, this is great, I'm working out, I feel wonderful. It's gonna be counteracted because you're sitting all day. So I'm gonna tell you what to do about that, and maybe you don't even have to hit the gym for an hour. So what this means is you can spend two hours or three hours in the gym each week, and if you have a full-time sit-down job, many of those exercise benefits, they just evaporate. Now, I think it's pretty clear that you need to both exercise intensely and do daily intermittent non-exercise movements in order to optimize your health and prolong your life. So it's not a matter of choosing one over the other. You really have to do both. And in fact, if you had to pick one, staying in motion daily is better than hitting the gym. You should do both. But some people say, I don't like going to the gym. I don't have time to go to the gym. Some people can't go to the gym. Maybe you have an injury and working out might hurt the injury. Uh, as a chiropractor, we see a lot of injury cases. Good Lord, I've been in practice 30, almost 35 years now. We see injury cases every single day. And one of the questions people say to me is, Doc, can I start go working out again? And I'm like, not yet, because you might cause more injury. But Doc, I love going to the gym. I, love, I understand you love going to the gym. But right now, stop. Let's let the body rest. So we need to have intense mo movement and then intermittent movement. That's the key. So the key is to avoid sitting for more than 50 minutes out of every hour. So ideally, you're gonna to wanna to sit for a maximum of about three hours a day. How many people sit for more than three hours a day? Most of you. Most jobs require sitting. Now, as a radio show host and a television show host, uh, especially radio, a lot of times my co-hosts will sit and my coworkers will sit. I stand and there's one other guy at my studio that stands. Everybody else sits. And I really want them to start standing because A, you open up your diaphragm, you breathe better. And as a host, it's important that you can do that. But it's also good for you because when you're standing, you're staying in motion and you're rocking the body. Now, the way the body works is you have afferent and efferent nerves. Your brain sends messages down the spine out the nerves, afferent nerves. Efferent nerves go back up. So if I touch a hot stove, the message is going up to my brain, I pull my hand away. So the more input your brain has, the better your brain is gonna function. So if you're standing, you have to keep balancing yourself, you have to move around. That's good for your brain not just your metabolism. And I say, if you're gonna go for a walk, it's very good to go for walks. That's, in fact, my favorite exercise in hiking. But hiking on uneven surfaces is better than hiking on even surfaces. Why is that? Because you're having to balance more. You're sending more neurological input up into the brain, and the brain is able to work better. Your brain needs three things. Exercise or uh, activity, oxygen, and nutrition. So the brain needs stimulation. So you can do that by things like listening to my shows. Because every show we try to throw new things in there that you've never heard before. And you say, oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. It's stimulating your brain. On my website, drjoe.com, 
We have over a thousand podcasts, audio and video. And the reason we do that is I want to share this information with you, but you need to learn. What can I do to get myself healthy? And in the process, you're actually stimulating your brain. We have audio for people that are auditory learners. We have video for people that are visual learners. So it depends how you learn, it's all there for you. So not only is it information, it's also ways to stimulate your brain. So if you go to website drjoe.com, you can download or watch or listen anything you want. You can even search titles if you want to, certain specific issues that you might have, all on a website. So not only is it informative, it's exercising your brain. Your brain needs oxygen. If you're sitting all day, what do you do? You compress your lungs. You're not getting as much air in your lungs. That's a big issue. People that have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating. How many of you have that? Raise your hands. A lot of you have that, and when you sit, you're pushing your stomach further up into the diaphragm. In our offices, we were, I train all my doctors to work on not only the spine and the joints and the body, but also the digestive system. You can take the stomach and physically pull it down away from the diaphragm. It's called adjusting the stomach. And people with acid reflux and heartburn, I tell you, it's like uh, they want to name their kids after you when you fix their stomach. I had this problem for years, so I understand what it's like. Bad breath, burping, gas, bloating. When you pull the stomach away from the diaphragm and you start digesting food, it's amazing. Why is that important to this topic today? Because as the diaphragm drops down, because the stomach is now away from the diaphragm, you breathe better, which gives you better oxygenation for the brain. Remember, the brain needs stimulation, oxygenation, and nutrition. So if we stimulate the brain by listening, watching shows, getting the body in motion, walking on uneven surfaces, not too uneven, of course, but that'll, that's going to give stimulation up into the brain, and then nutrition is going to be a key here. I know we're talking about exercise today, but if, the, if you have a car, you have to tune it up and put good gas in it. You can't do one or the other. It's not going to work. So eating the right foods is going to be key to getting the best benefits from your exercise. If you work out and you eat alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pasta, chicken wings, you're not going to get the benefits that you could from the workout. You're wasting a lot of your time. You'd be better off changing your diet and working out less than working out more and not changing your diet from a health standpoint. So we want to make sure the nervous system is working. Chiropractically, we check the nerves. The stomach, want to pull it away from the diaphragm. Nutritionally, eat more good foods, folks. It's not hard. It's easy. And it's so cheap. There's two supplements. In fact, I got stopped by one of my bosses today in the hallway, and she said, I'm loving that green stuff you gave me. And I said, green stuff? She goes, I said, essential source? She says, oh my gosh, it's a game changer. I'm feeling great. I'm losing weight. I have more energy. She goes, I want to get that stuff by the case. So essential source and super greens are two nutrients, uh, two supplements that I take every day. I think you should too. They're on the website, drjoe.com. It's the minimum amount of nutrients you need every single day. Now here's somebody who works at my station, and she can get anything she wants. She's a very successful person in her field, uh, and she could have access to anything she wants. And here she is saying, I want cases of this stuff. That's how good it is. So Super Green is an essential source. The two, two uh, supplements are on the website, drjoe.com. If you're not going to do anything else, whether you're working out or not, you need to put the right nutrition in your body. And if you put nutrition in your body, you have more energy. What do you want to do? Work out more. And so most, the average office worker, for example, can sit 13 to 15 hours a day. So what that means is at work, in your car, and then at home. This means that most people need to figure out how to get out of their chair several hours a day. And this is tough. I'm going to teach you how to do it, though. Lack of muscle contraction caused by sitting decreases blood flow to the body, and that reduces the efficiency of your biological process, your metabolism. In addition to engaging to regular exercise, people should be encouraged to also think uh, what they're doing 
during long periods of time and what they, what they can do when they're not exercising, get moving. One of the most recent studies in the field found that just one hour of sitting impaired blood flow to the main leg artery as much as 50%. Now, as a chiropractor, patients come to us all the time and say, Dr. Joe, I have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain. I was in a car accident. I have numbness. I have tingling. But then they'll say, too, my legs are cold. My legs are numb. So it could be a pinched nerve in the low back, but it also could be pinched blood vessels. Because the way the body works is the brain is sending messages down the spine, out the nerves to the body. And where the nerves exit the spine, they're also joined with blood vessels. So if a bone moves out of place and pinches a nerve, it can also pinch a blood vessel. And so if you're sitting, you're putting more pressure on those nerves and blood vessels. The worst position you can be in for back pain is sitting. Because when you sit, you put the most pressure on that low back. Laying down is the best, standing is next. So if you're sitting all day, you're putting pressure on the nerves. From a chiropractic standpoint, that concerns me. You're cutting off the blood supply to the legs by up to 50% after just an hour. And that becomes a big concern. Because blood does what? It brings nutrients to the area and flushes out waste products. So simply taking a five-minute walk for every hour spent sitting has been found to reduce the risk of heart disease and uh, other associated problems with chronic sitting. And as soon as you stand up, a series of molecular mechanisms at the cellular level set off a cascade of activities that impact the cellular function of your muscles. So once you start moving, things start working again. There's also a system in your body called the lymphatic system. There's three circulatory systems in your body. One is your heart, which you know about, circulating blood. Number two is your lymphatic system. And what that does is uh, it's this, the fluid in between your cells where waste products are dumped. It goes into what's called the lymphatic system and then flushes out of your body. The only way the lymphatic system pumps is by motion. So if you're sitting a lot, the lymphatic system is being built, the, the waste is being built up in the body. So you can't, the heart pumps the blood, lymphatics are, are, are pumped by muscle control. Get up and move. There's a third circulatory system called the sacrooccipital pump. And what that does is every time you breathe, your sacrum, your tailbone, your occiput move up and down and pump cerebrospinal fluid up into your brain. So if you're sitting all day, your sacrum and your occiput aren't able to move the way they're supposed to, so you're not circulating cerebrospinal fluid. So your brain is not getting the nourishment that it needs to function at its best. So I can't stress that the importance of getting up and moving. And if you have an injury, a lot of people have low back injuries. How many people have low back pain? Raise your hands. A lot of you. When the bones in the low back move out of place, they can pinch the nerves and blood vessels, but it can also twist the sacrum, which can affect the pumping of the cerebrospinal fluid. So if you have back pain, it's important you get it fixed, not just because it hurts, but because you're also affecting the sacrooccipital pump. And so many times patients come to our offices and we give them chiropractic treatments and they say, doc, I'm thinking better, I'm clearer, I have more energy, I'm sleeping better, my love life improves. Because when you pinch a nerve, it hurts, but 90% of the nerves don't feel pain. They control organs. So when we put those bones back in place, the pain feels better in most cases, and we open up the nerve to the organs. A third benefit is if we realign the sacrum properly, you start pumping cerebrospinal fluid up into your brain, your brain works better. So if you're working out and you have bones out of place, you're building up strong muscles around crooked bones. I want you building up strong muscles around straight bones. So I want you to work out, but I want you to do it the right way. I don't want you to cause more damage. So if you have a health problem, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. I don't care how tough you are, you're not tougher than another car hitting into your car. You need to come see us. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. 
go to my website, drjoe.com, and you can make an appointment right away. Our phone number is 844-44-DR-JOE, 844-44-DR-JOE, and you can call us if you have questions. But folks, stop suffering needlessly. Don't be like so many of my patients and say, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer for all these years? And also, if the bones are out of place, they're wearing out. There's no downside to getting the body healthy. So if you want to make an appointment, if you want to order the supplements we talk about, those and many others, they're on our website, drjoe.com. So we're talking today about movement and getting the body in motion and how important that is. Now, the way your body handles blood sugar uh, is also impacted. Uh, For example, the disease prevention from diabetes can come into play if you're, not, if, you're, if you're moving. All of these molecular effects are activated simply by weight bearing, standing up. They carry your own body weight on your legs, and these cellular mechanisms are also responsible for pushing f- fuels into the cells and out. We talked about that earlier. And so just standing or bending down increases the force of gravity on your body, and this is the key to counteracting cellular degeneration that occurs when you're sitting down. So there's cellular degeneration. The joints wear out. You pinch nerves, put pressure on a disc. You cut off the blood supply. Think of what's happening when you're sitting all day, folks. It's really bad. So I really think the answer is to stand up as much as possible. If you walk for five minutes every hour, this is going to be the bare minimum that your bones need. Because the way the bones work, we'll talk about this later if we have time, is if you want to build bone mass, you have to put stress on the bones. And the way you put stress on the bones is by walking and standing. It's called Wolf's Law. Some guy named Wolf, I don't know who he was, said that if you put stress on a bone, the bone becomes thicker. So you can build up bones by moving. So even if you have a great diet, which is really important for osteoporosis, you also have to put some stress on the bones. And just standing is really all you need. Now, weight-bearing exercise, of course, is great, but getting up and moving is so important. It would seem much wiser to strive to sit as little as possible, ideally for less than three hours a day, and drink water, and that'll make you get up and pee. Now, let me talk about this. This is a trick I've taught so many patients. So again, it's wise to get up and move, but some people say, well, doc, I can't remember to move. A couple of things I want you to do. I want you to have a lot of water. When I wake up in the morning, I have a big cup of tea. Then I have two big containers of fluid that I drink. Water usually, sometimes I add lemon juice to it. I'll add stevia if I want to get really crazy. Sometimes it's tea, iced tea, hot tea. And I drink them. Why? A, my body needs fluid, which is really important for cellular function. But here's the thing. If you drink a lot of water, what do you have to do? you have to pee. So here's a good reason to do two things at once. Drink your fluid. Every hour you have to get up and pee and take a walk. Take a five-minute walk. If your office is right next to the bathroom, maybe go outside, walk around your car and come back again. Five minutes an hour is what I want you to do. It's better than taking a 15-minute break and then doing it all at once. It's better to do these five-minute exercises. If you have a multi-floor office that you're in, take a Take a walk to the other bathroom. I know one of my friends, uh, she works in a big corporate office, and she says, I like the bathroom on the second floor. It's cleaner. Okay, that's a good motivation, but also she's getting that five-minute walk every hour. So it's just a neat little trick you can do to, to you know, kill two birds with one stone is drink the water, and then you have to get up and pee. Here's the thing, though. As you get older, you don't hold your urine as well as you used to, and you have to get up and pee more, right? How many people have that as you get older? Men especially, because the prostate sometimes isn't as, as it's not as, firm as it used to be, it starts to swell a little bit. So what you can do is stop drinking a lot of fluids around three o'clock in the afternoon. And then by the time you go to bed at nine, 10 o'clock, you don't have to wake up and pee as much. Because some people say, Dr. Joe, I've been drinking all day. It's really great. I've been exercising. I feel great, but I'm not getting enough sleep because I got to get up and pee. Uh, So that solves that problem then too. Now, 
The nerves in the low back, remember the nerves you're sitting on and putting pressure on? Those nerves control the colon, the sex organs, and the bladder. So if you have a pinched nerve in the low back, that can be affecting your bladder as well. And I can't tell you how many patients we've seen over the years where you adjust their low back, and then the urinary function, the bladder function, uh, the, and the uh, sexual organ function, and the bowel function gets better. So chiropractic is a lot more than just pinched nerves causing pain. It's nerves affecting organs and the joints wearing out and the pump of cerebrospinal fluid. I can't imagine why everyone doesn't get chiropractic care. I hear it every day in my practice. Doc, oh my gosh, I've been telling everybody, this is incredible. I had headaches for two years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. You guys are amazing. Why didn't I do this sooner? Well, that's why we do the show, to give you information, but also let you know there are alternative health cares out there. We work with a lot of doctors and we co-manage the cases. I don't steal cases from other doctors. We co-manage them so we can get the best results for you. Now, high-intensity exercise, let's talk about that. They're an important part of a healthy lifestyle, but considering the fact that more than half of American men and 60% of American women never engage in any vigorous physical activity lasting more than 10 minutes a week, it's clear that most people need to begin simply by getting non-exercise movement into their daily routine. Now, it's great to do high-intensity exercise, and it's something, uh, something we, we call the peak eight, uh, and what you do is you work out as hard as you can. You warm up first for about a minute. And you go as hard as you can for about 30 seconds. And then you go slow for two minutes. Then you go 30 seconds, two minutes. You get the whole workout done in, in 20 minutes. You do that eight times. What that does is it gets the heart rate up and brings it down and brings it up and brings it down. It's amazing. If you only have 20 minutes to do it, do that. Now, your peak might be different than my peak. That might be different than Jerry's peak. That might be different than Sierra's peak. So everybody's different. So you just go as hard as you can for, for 30 seconds. Sometimes you can only do 20 seconds. I'm okay with that. Bring it down for two minutes. And don't stop, just walk. And if you're on a treadmill, let's say, then you run for 20, 20 or 30 seconds, slow down again. If you're just out for a hike, and I do this when I go hiking, whenever I get to a hill, that's my peak. I go faster up a hill because that gets my heart rate going for about 20 or 30 seconds, and then I'll slow down again. And when you start doing this, you'll be amazed. But again, you know, 50 to 60% of people do absolutely no vigorous activity. So just moving is going to be fine. If you're elderly, those struggling with chronic diseases, that prevents them from engaging in more strenuous fit fitness exercises, you still do well to move around more. Now, walking is often so underestimated. Everybody thinks they have to go to the gym and work out and put on their little Olivia Newton-John workout pants and their sweatband, and you don't have to do that. Studies show you can reap a bunch of benefits. For example, one study, uh, they found that walking for two miles a day, or, or more if you want to, can cut your chance of hospitalization from severe uh, episode of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease by about half. Now, two miles is not that much, okay? Another study published uh, a couple of years ago found that daily walking reduced the risk of stroke in men over the age of 60. It's very simple. Walking for at least an hour or two can cut a men's risk of stroke by as much as one-third, and it didn't matter the pace. That's the cool part. So just walking, if you think, Dr. Joe, I don't have an hour to walk. I understand that. You work for eight hours, right? And you take five-minute break, five times eight, okay? You're right around 40 minutes now. You only need another 20 minutes. And you can do that by parking far away and walking. We're going to talk about some other things in a minute on things you can do to add activity into your life. So again, just a five-minute break. You're walking 40 minutes a day. That's amazing. And when you walk, it's a good idea to do a cross-crawl. What you do is you want to bring your right arm to your left leg and your left elbow to your right leg. Le right, right elbow to your right leg, left elbow to your, right, your left leg. Crossing them over. And what that does, that's another way to stimulate the brain. So what you're doing, it's called a cross-crawl. And 
that's more input for your brain. So once again, the brain needs what? Oxygen, stimulation, and nutrition. This is gonna give your brain so much stimulation just by doing that. So when you're walking to the bathroom, don't carry something with you. You can you know, swing your right arm and your left leg and your left arm and your right leg. You don't have to necessarily bring your elbow to your knee because people think you're crazy and, and put you in jail. But just by swinging your arms and your legs is gonna be enough. So it's not hard, it's easy when you start doing this. We're gonna talk about a pedometer too if we have time and how you can actually monitor your steps. So taking a three hour walk every day is gonna slash your risks tremendously. Once again, just by basic walking, you're gonna get about an hour in. So you don't need a whole lot more. Now, let's talk about a pedometer now. Uh, what it is, uh, you can get a, a pedometer and you have them on your phone, don't use the one on your phone. Because next week, we're gonna do a show on electromagnetic frequencies. You know what, I'm gonna have to go to a break right now. When I come back, I'm gonna talk about pedometers. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. If you're just tuning in, that's my name over there. See it over there, okay. Uh, if you wanna make an appointment to come see us for chiropractic care, nutrition work, digestive issues, go to my website, drjoe.com. Uh, we do pain, chronic pain. I'm board certified in pain management. We do a lot of chronic pain patients. Uh, Nutrition-wise, at least Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. There's a bunch of other supplements there, but today's show is more on exercise than supplements. We have over 1,000 hours of podcast, audio, and video there. That's going to stimulate your brain as well. And a lot of people, when they go for their walk, go to my website and listen to the shows. And people say, Doc, my exercise goes so quickly when I listen to your show because there's so much information there. So the website's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, drjoe.com. If you have any questions, you can send them to me through the website. I'm more than happy to answer them for you. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.